Blog Talk Radio.
True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Yahweh. On the venerable day of the sun, Yahweh Yahweh He himself has made me Lord of all creatures. I am God of this earth. I am to bring the entire earth under subjection. I am man. I am Adam. I was fashioned from the dust of the ground by the Lord's hand. He himself has made me Lord of all creatures. I am God of this earth. I am to bring the entire earth. With your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yes. The True Israelites with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Well, bless you, see Israel, see Israel. 
Sometimes when you got things going on at the last minute, it's hard to bring those things into perfection. Even conversations or understanding. Because those that are things that are done with a bit of thought as conversation is put out, it does work accordingly, as it should. You know, there was a man that was elected, and that was Obama. His favorite thing was to say that people took as an inheritance in their speech. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. But yes, I can compares to those that know they can. Because when you do that, what you know is right, it's going to come out right. Can't go with a yes, I can attitude unless you have taught. And one of the things that's what we teach at the Voice of the Church is a lot. Let's see if I can find a person who's be a teacher. In St. John, Chapter 3, looking at verses 10 and 11 before we get started here. 10 says, Yahweh the Son answered and said unto them, Art thou a master of Israel? Knoweth not these things? 11. Rarely, rarely. I say unto you, we speak that what we do know, and testify that which we have seen. And we receive not our witness. Well, we do this all the time in the voice of the truest life. We testify and say those things that we know is true. It comes from the Bible. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bump to gums, and yes, I can, for righteous learning. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Godfather's Ministry. Coming to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost, about Godfather's work. Learning how to connect those Bible books, your health, Foods that you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. We do this because you have not. This is the information that you came to seek and have to look no further. You've now found that in the voices of the Trizalites, the tribe of God. Now we're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, 
Wednesday and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday, but we do have a Sabbath class. And the top part of Sabbath is Friday. That current time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. Now, we also have a website address. To use this, open up any search engine on any one of your smart devices. Right in our search line, put tribeyada.com. And after you click enter, look for tribeyada.com Israelites. When you do this, right up under the big line, you'll see some choices. One will be ties and offers. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. Now, on any other device, you might see menu. But after clicking this, again, you'll see the choices. And when doing that, you'll choose the ties and offering and follow what it tells us in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7 and verse 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua of the tenants of the people. Give unto the aqua glory and strength. Eight, give unto the aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yaqua loves that you're forgiven. And also, donations that given to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. And once again mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yahweh. Also for building the school, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the help foods we continue to speak of on this program of Yahweh. We even have a calendar. Check out that calendar while you're there, which will keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Now, we even have a live program. which reaches available during our broadcast time. To get there, just enter Yaqua Radio Live. And after click enter, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yada. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcast. Now, we even have a few numbers you can call with Yaqua Online. The first is the live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number, where you can call and leave a message with scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six among accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But now and also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, only hear discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling the same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, Please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or after this. As you might imagine, we're usually pretty busy before our program starts with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Sigarman, and so many memos 
And even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints, and that's even besides getting our broadcast equipment set up so we can speak to you. Now, also, when you use our international line of 224-600-5579, if that question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you're called trying to teach. You will only hear that discouraging dial tone, as I mentioned before. Now, for those of you who maybe missed the beginning of today's program, you can catch the entire recorded show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. To do that, just enter three words once again, Aqua Radio Live. And look for Voices of the Trizolite, Tribal Yalda. Just choose the program that you are late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. Now, during our normal Bar Talk broadcast, Aqua's story will continue on Palatop. We're currently working loud and clear. It can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer, even your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Pal Talk app. When you've done that, we'll be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Tribe of God Dial. You'll find our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. This is where Yahweh's Word will also be working for your Bible education online there to answer those on the table topics we discussed during our broadcast will be those at Mr. Tibbs Israel along with Seer Israel riding at shotgun. And during this time we will be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if broad talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on Tal Talk. I'll be with you all. But once again, when we're giving those scriptures to speak by this year, be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And we don't say, yes, we can. We say, we know we can. So we will pass the program back over to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, That's excellent on your part. And remember, we was um, you brought up the information based upon uh, the American Christian Association over there in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and so you brought them up to be legit. And they do want us to continue to break down the mark of the beast in the six 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 because they got the stuttacy based upon it. And we want to get back on that a little bit. And so we're going to see who's going to be on the line to help assist on the nice broadcast based upon the mark of the beats. What is the mark of the beats? What is the 666? The American uh, Christian of, of churches located 105 5th Street in, in Philadelphia. They want to know more clarity about it. So we're going to see what we can do by saying what we can do spirit-led from Yaquah. Let's find out who are going to be on the night's broadcast as we speak now. And we got a memo saying the young line will be a little bit late 
coming in, and, and Mother be a little bit late, so let's see who on the line that's going to help us synthesize the OL, Mr. Tibbs Israel. All right. We got Daughter of Yaqua. So let's see, can we pull up Daughter of Yaqua and get us a greeting on Daughter of Yaqua. And so she coming on stage. So Daughter of Yaqua, tribe of Yaqua, Judah. Yaqua, I beat you to see you right here. Yaqua, bless you, sir, Israel, C-Roy. Hallelujah, All right. Good enough. So uh, we were prepared to get, get something going on here. So um, look down at that loop. Chapter 12, Elder of Tibbs, Israel. Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. And we're going to see can we get back on touching on the mark of the beast. What is that? What is this 666? What that means? We're going to try to assist this big organization coming out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Elder, what they say? In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12, it says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's right, Elder. And that's what we come. We come to build you up on all angles because one thing about it but we can rep we can recognize deception from a mile away and we're clear about that and matter of fact we're going to open up with um daughter yagua daughter yagua take a look at that esther chapter three verse number eight and nine esther chapter three verse eight and nine see we're not Ignorant, but before you read that, hey, Elder, give me that Second Corinthians two verse three. Second Corinthians two verse three. So, Second Corinthians two, verse number three. What did it say there, Elder, Mister Tibbs? In the book of Second Corinthians, chapter two, looking at verse number three, he says, "And I wrote this time unto you." At least when I came, I should have sorrow. From them of look whom at I ought to. Hold on, look at that Second Corinthians 2.11 real carefully there. Okay, Elder. 11, not 3. Okay, 11, 11, not 3. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 11 says, At least Satan should get an advantage of us. For well, we are not ignorant of his devices. And, and, and that's the truth. We recognize that they can get advantage you. If you understand his wiles, how he operates, he can get advantage. He can take advantage of you. And that's why we call the network six nights a week. Let you know we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, but we got a job to do six nights a week is to bring the scriptures to those that got it ear to ear, especially the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, daughter of Yagna, daughter of Yahqua, look right down at that Esther chapter 3, and look what it says in verse 8 and 9 there. Come on. You say Esther? Yeah, E-S-T-H-E-R. Yeah, Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R. 
T-H-E-R, look at the third chapter, verse 8 and 9. We won't throw some on the table. Then we're we going to get something going on. Esther, chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. And nine. Come on there. Daughter Yachda, Yachwa. The book of Esther, chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. And Haman said unto King Ahasuerus, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom. And their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's law. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. Verse 9. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasury. So it's already written that Haman, he told the king, Ahasuerus, he knows a certain people that scatter. He's on the real side, what, what, you teach, and what I bring to the table is diverse from everything. As long as they continue uh, getting in that judgment at the king, they're going to cause you to be hindered. So they're not fit to live, a scattered people. This is a scattered people, they say. Matter of fact, let's get a precept on that, daughter. Let's run and get a precept on that by going to the eight. 18 chapter of Isaiah, let's get a precept on, on them being scattered. And Elder, have me James chapter 1 and Peter chapter 1 waiting on me. Elder, Mr. Tibbs, Israel. Let's take a look at this. This people, he says, people, they not fit to live, but they are scattered people. So let's see, can we deal with a little bit of that, uh, daughter, by looking at the 18th chapter of Isaiah, let's pick up verse 1, let's read a little bit and see what's going on, come on. Isaiah chapter 18, verse 1. Woe to the land shadowing with wings, which is beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Go ahead. Verse 2. That sendeth ambassadors by the sea, even in vessels of bulrushes, Upon the water, saying, Go ye swift messengers to a nation scattered and peeled, to a people terrible from their beginning hitherto, a nation meted out and trodden down, whose land the rivers have spoiled. Verse 3. Uh, down to verse 4. Yeah. All ye inhabitants Three. of the world. And dwellers on the earth, see ye, when he lifts up an ensign on the mountain, and when he bloweth a trumpet, hear ye. For so the Yahweh said unto me, I will take my rest, and I will consider in my dwelling place like a, like a clear heat upon earth, and like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of big. That's a lot of big talk you just got through reading that, daughter. No doubt about it. That's a whole lot of great big talk. 
Now he says, woe unto this big organization that's beyond the river of Ethiopia. That means Cush. That means Africa. Beyond that, woe unto them. They sit up things. And the nation he's talking about is way from them is a prophecy about America. America is the one that sit up missionaries all over the world. They come and teach you Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. And they confuse you. But Yahweh says in verse number three, he said, but I'm going to sit up an ensign. Uh, inside me, I'm going to sit up the Bible. And it's going to be a ministry to come and break down all the mysteries of the Bible. Just like we get ready to get into the 666, the mark of the beast. So we prepared to do his will, but in Yahweh said in the next verse, verse 4, I'm just going to watch you and see how this unfolds. And that's a great thing. See, that's a lot. That's a lot in that daughter just got to read 18, 1, 2, 3, 4. Now, Elder, now, daughter, help me the 13th chapter. Have me a 13th chapter of Revelation, end time prophecy waiting on me. Now, Elder, in James chapter 1, verse 1, and Peter 1, 1. Who are these people scattered and peeled? See, the Bible have a double meaning according to 11 verse 6 of Job. They scattered and they peeled because they understanding is not up to snuff. So now, Elder, help me help those see out and see who are these people that scattered that we can read. Let's swing down to James 1, 1 and Peter 1, 1. Let's get some identification on who this prophecy talking about and woe unto the nation that's coming to deliver them up. Come on. In the book of James 1.1 1, 1, and the book of Peter 1.1. 1, 1. I think that's First Peter 1.1. 1, 1. Make note of that. James chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of Yahweh, and of the Yahweh the Son, to the twelve tribes of Israel, which are scattered abroad, greeting. Good. Good. So this is, so the one that's scattered, uh, Elder, is who? What is their name that's scattered? That chapter is talking about who again, Elder, that's scattered? The The twelve tribes of Israel. The twelve tribes of Israel. And there's, a, and there's another name on the twelve tribes of Israel that you get ready to read in First Peter 1. 1. What's another name they're going to be called by in titles and Peter 1. 1. Let's talk about it here to come out. First Peter, chapter 1, verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Yahweh the Son, to the strangers scattered, Throughout both of them, Galatia, Apodolia, Asia. Uh-huh. That's good. They scattered in them places. So now, who is this Naira? 
Now, yet for the national is over 900,000 strong. Who is this stranger scattered even out into Asia? And that's talking about China and Japan. So who is this stranger that's scattered according to James 1 verse 1? That's the 12 tribes of Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel, the children of Israel. Now, see that? Now, see I how you, when you precept your Bible, you'll know exactly what's going on, but you have to precept your Bible. If you don't precept your Bible, you'll, you'll connect the dots by the world population, not through the scriptures, and that's why you always will be confused. So when Isaiah was writing about a people that was scattered in peel, he didn't put the name of the children of Israel because he knew that they knew these scriptures. It was talking about children of Israel. Because we always have been in captivity. See, we always been in captivity. All right, let's see, we bring Mother. Mother in. Mother E said, I'm ready to come on stage. See, I'm ready hollering that microphone too. So, so let's see, can we bring Mother in, make sure she's ready hollering that microphone. She's coming on stage with tape, tape number 16. Now, Mother E, tribe of Yahweh, Judah, one of the most out of Cap 1, Yahweh, Bidjah, see right Mother E, tribe of Yachdod Judah, one of the mothers out of Camp 1. Yachdod, bid you that seed right here. What's wrong with the microphone, WCC? We working on the mother's microphone. Hold on a minute. Okay. All right. All right, so daughter, remember, so now we're going back to, to daughter of Yachdod, and we're going to look at a little end-time prophecy, but we're going to pick it apart by going to the 13th chapter. But to set it up, though, if we can't take nothing for granted, what it says, put a marker right there, what it says in Revelation 1, 17 through 19 and 41, daughter of Yahweh, daughter of Yahweh, what it says in Revelation 1, 17 through 19 and 41, you on the clock, come out. Okay. Revelation chapter 7, chapter 1, verse 17 through 19. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Verse 18. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Verse 19. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Oh, verse 1. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After this I looked. And behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show these things, which must be hereafter. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, why? He said, get your mind right, daughter. He said, get, get your mind right, 
Because I'm going to show you things that's going to be here after. So when John put his pen down, daughter, in 96 A.D., what was told? The hereafter. Excellent. That was told the hereafter. So when John put his pen down, he already have told you about the hereafter. So you don't have to watch that one-eyed Satan to know about hereafter. When John put his pen down from the angel of Yahweh, he wrote down in 96 A.D. the hereafter. Now back up and read uh, Luke 11:52. Now what are these keys that you have if you follow the rules and regulations? Understand, John got the story. When John put his pen down, he was all over. All you got to do now is watch everything from the pages of the book. You ain't got to say, oh, I missed the news. What did the news say? No. Listen what daughter get ready to read. And Luke, Luke chapter, 11, 52. Luke chapter 11, verse, verse 52 reads, Woe unto you, Lord, Lord, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You entered not in yourself. <laughs> And them that were entering in, ye hindered. That's good. So what been taken away is the keys of knowledge. So the angel came down and told John, I have the keys of knowledge. And I'm going to give it to you. And John is, where is John at when he received? Let's see if bring mother back in now. WCC, World Council of Churches, that we have straightened the microphone up. Now let's make sure. Mother, Mother E, Travel, Yah, God, Judah, Yah, why be just see right? I thought you said you straightened the microphone up. Uh, you still working on it, huh? Okay. All right. So now what we're going to find out, uh, daughter, on the way, I'll find out something. So, Mother, so mother, when your microphone is ready, uh, we'll know. When your microphone is ready, then we'll bring you in for the broadcast. WCC said we are working on Mother's microphone for the nice broadcast. Okay. All right. So now, when John was writing this, what did the Almighty, before you get to that 13th chapter there, daughter, hey, you swing down to Revelation chapter 1 and look at 9 through 11. Let's show you what's going on. We're going to Revelation chapter 1, 9 through 11, because the children of the book have put themselves in a, a bind, but they don't know it. Now, where was John at to receive this information? Elder, Mr. Tibbs, Israel, Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. What did it say? Elder, Mr. Tibbs, Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. A lot of microphone problems. Hey, hey, daughter, pick that up, daughter. Revelation chapter 1, 9 through 11. 
Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and in the kingdom and patience of Yahweh, the son of Yahweh, the father, was in the Isles that is called Patmos for the word of Yahweh, the father, and for the testimony of Yahweh, the son. Verse 10, I was in spirit on Yahweh's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Verse 11, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesians, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamum, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto, unto Laodicea. Verse 12. And I turned to see the that's voice good. that spake. Okay. Good. That's good. That's good, daughter. So now we find out. So we have a little delays on these microphones, daughter. So um, uh, we've got a bad witness, but we're trying to lay a little foundation down before we get directly down on this Mark of the Beast 666. So now we found out that John was on the Isle of Patmos. So John was in prison. So John was in prison. He was locked up. And we know when you, like, like we in prior lessons, when you write a letter, to in a, in a pen institution, you can't seal it up because they got to read it. If a letter coming in to you, they open it up first and read it and see if there's anything going on that is detrimental to them before you get it. So John had to write in dark sands, codes. So when you read the book of Revelation, remember the angel came to John on the isle called Patmos. John was in prison. So when the angel told him to write and where to send it to, the seven churches that's in Asia, so Asia today is talking about the capitals of China and Japan. So you had Israelites over there in way before. So John was writing to the owls of to the churches, which is the children of Israel, that was in China and Japan. That means you would always have been in these places all the time. So he was sending to them to get those in China and Japan prepared for what to come and the hereafter. Otherwise, to inform them. Matter of fact, to do what, daughter? In Job chapter 22, verse 21 down to verse 23. Let's see what what was um, the angel coming to John for in captivity, but to send these letters to the seven churches that's in China and Japan for what reason? 
We're going to precept and buy it out, daughter, by going to Job 22, 21, down to verse 23. Let's find out what was going on. Come on. Okay. Job chapter 22, verse 21 through 23. Yes, ma'am. Acquaint thou thyself with him, and be at peace. Good shall come unto thee. Verse 22. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thy mind. Verse 23. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacle. Yeah. So he says, so... So you first you gotta turn away from a nuclear sin. You gotta turn away. Then you get built up. Then what we try to bring to the table, we'll be able to bring to you and you'll be able to receive it. But the key to it is you're not gonna be able to receive this according to Mark chapter four, verse nine through eleven. And this is a addressed to the American Christian Church of association that's in Philadelphia. We can teach on the mark of the beast. We can teach on the 666. But look what it says that daughter getting ready to read in Mark chapter 4, verse number 9 through 11. Listen to this. Come on. Mark chapter 4, verse 9 through 11. And he said unto them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 10. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. Verse 11. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of Yahweh. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Yeah. So to you is given the mystery. See, his mystery is given to you. But those that's without, they were not going to understand it, although we're going to break down the 666. But if you without, you're not going to understand it. And this is telling you in advance, although we're going to break it down. But we're going to take you around the backyard for a minute, spirit-led, to show you we're going to break it down. But Yahweh is going to let you hear it. They're going to take it right away from you. And the case in point, we're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 there, daughter. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 6. And we're going to read down to 14. Listen good. 6 down to verse 14. Listen good, daughter Yahweh, come out. First Corinthians chapter two. One verse again. I'll pick it in the verse of um, six down to fourteen. First Corinthians chapter two, verse six through fourteen. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the prince of this world. That comes to naught. Verse 7. 
we speak the wisdom of Yahweh is the mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which Yahweh ordained before the world unto our glory. Verse 8. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would have not crucified the Yahweh of glory. Verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor heard, neither have entered into their mind of man, into the mind of man, the things which Yahweh has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But Yahweh has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yeah, the deep things of Yahweh. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of Yahweh know of no man but the spirit of Yahweh. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Yahweh, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of Yahweh. Verse 13. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man wisdom teaches, but which the righteous spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of Yahweh, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Yahweh. 
verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Yahweh dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Yahweh, he is none of his. That's big copycat, daughter. You want to break this down for the national audience? Now, you just got to read some powerful, some powerful verses there, daughter. So what did you get out of that to tell the national audience what you just got out of reading uh, Romans chapter 2, 1, 2, 6 through 9? Uh, kind of expound on what you just, what you got out of that for them to hear you come out. You want me to speak what I got out of it? Yeah, what you get out of it. But remember, we're speaking to the national audience on what you got out of it, and let's see why it come out. Come on. What I just got out of this Roman, this what I just what I just read. I can't please what I get out what I get from it. I can't please the Yahweh being in the flesh. I can only be in the spirit to please Yahweh. And being in the spirit, the precept on that is Proverbs one, two, and three. That daughter. Let's see what that. Let's see the, the precept on that. By being in the spirit of Yahweh, what do that mean when you precept Proverbs one, two, and three? Uh, you say Proverbs chapter one, verse chapter two and one, three. Verse twenty-three. Proverbs chapter one verse twenty three. Turn you not at turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Excellent. So being in the spirit of Yahweh, according to Proverbs one twenty three, daughter, what is it saying? By being in the spirit of Yahweh. You got to be in the what? In his word. Excellent. Excellent. You got to be in his word. So that's the, that's the game changer right there. So to be in the spirit, to be to please Yahweh, you got to be in the spirit, meaning you have to be in his word. So there it is now. So now we clear that the end time prophecy that John wrote, he don't call this. Matter of fact, um, give me Sirach 39, verse 1. Let's, let's read a little bit and see if we get, our, get a point there. Daughter, we're going to Sirach 39, and we'll look at now. We'll start at verse 1 and see what we get out of this. Come on. Okay. Sirach chapter 39. Sirach chapter 39, verse 1. But he that give his mind to the law of the Most High and is occupied in the meditation thereof will seek out the wisdom of all the ancients and be occupied in prophecy. Excellent. So to understand the word of Yahweh, you got to keep your mind in the prophecy. But he got an order about how he do that too. See, everything is about an order. So 
you got to to understand what he's doing today, you got to look back at yesterday. Now, Yahweh made it plain how he operates and who holds the keys to knowledge to his ministry. We're going to Hosea chapter, chapter 12, verse 10, and we're going to find out who holds the keys to his ministry today spoken by the seers of Israel. We're going to, we're going to 12, verse 10 of Hosea, and we're going to see what they say. Daughter, you on the clock, come out. Okay, Hosea, Hosea chapter 12, verse 10. I have also spoken by the seers, and I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the seers. You hear that? He says, I have spoken. When I spoke, I spoke by the seers. But I used similitudes. Similitudes, I compare something if a word means alike, I compare something that alike what I'm talking about to get your attention. It means alike. He used similitudes. He might show you something and describe it as something, like you might be called something, but that's not you, but he used an illustrated uh, statement of calling you something. Yeah, I know that. I know. That kind of sound, you know, but that was me about similitudes. But when he had something to say, the first one he came to visit was the seals. And then when the seals got their hand on it, according to Exodus 3.16, what did they do with it next, uh, daughter? Exodus 3.16, soon as the seals received the word of Yahweh, what did they do next? We're going to look at Exodus 3, verse 16. What happened next? Come on. Exodus chapter 3, verse 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Yahweh of your fathers, the Yahweh of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Now, according to 316, uh, daughter, immediately when the seer receives the word, what do immediately he supposed to do according to Exodus 316? Gather the elders together. And, and, according to verse and, and, according to verse 16. And say unto them, the Yahweh of your father. Excellent, excellent. And say unto them. So the seer's job, once he received the word, he's supposed to immediately find the seers and tell them some thus says Yahweh. So that's the job of a seer. He's supposed to go immediately and find the elders and tell them some just says Yahweh. Now, I want to work with that just a little bit more. Let's go to 1 Samuel 16 
and pick up at verse 4 down to verse 7. Let's see, let's, let's see a seer in action. We're going to 1 Samuel chapter 16, daughter. And we'll pick up verse 4 down to verse 7. Let's watch the seer in action operate and come up. And Samuel did that. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 4 through 7. And Samuel did that which the Yahweh spake and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? Verse 5. And he said, Peaceably, I am come to sacrifice unto the Yahweh. Sanctify yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his son and called them to the sacrifice. Verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Elias and said, Surely the Yahweh's anointed is before him. Verse 7. But the Yahweh said unto Samuel, Look unto look not unto look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature. Because I have refused him. For the Yahweh seeth not as man seeth. For the Yahweh looketh on the out for the Yahweh looketh on the outward appearance. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. As man seeth. Wait. I have refused him for the Yahweh seeth not as man seeth. For man look on the outward appearance, but the Yahweh look on the mind. Verse 8. Next. Oh, that's, Next. It. that's it. Oh, that's it. Right. So you see, we look see, we look at everything from the outward appearance. But Yahweh is telling the, the seer to tell the elder, no, 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 no. Don't make no calling on their appearance. Because Yahweh, you got to look past and you got to watch those on the pages of the book. But if you, all you make your decisions on the outward appearance, then you violating Yahweh, and that's going to take you to a statement that we're going to. This is how when you violate Yahweh, you receive what we get ready to talk about, and that's how you have it on you, and why you waiting on something to happen to you, and you already got it. Because when you violate against the rules of understanding of Yahweh's word, then you already have that four-letter word called the mark. And see, you waiting on it saying it's in a chip or whatever. But let me tell you something. You got barco coals on blankets and everything else. That don't change your mind on should you get it or not. So a chip, a barco coal, that don't mean anything. You got chips in a pacemaker. That don't mean by having a pacemaker on, now your mind is going up no direction. So that's why we have to build up to get to what we got to get to to show you the rules and regulations of Yahweh. He don't look, and he, he chose a people to tell this message. The message come to the seer. The seer got to find the elders. Then the elders find the fathers. The fathers find the mothers. The mothers find the children. See, that's the order of things. And when you're out of the order, you're not going to have his will. And that's why we have to break down this, but we have to lay the foundation 
first. So now we're going to precept that what, what was told in, and he came red in the flush, and 724 St. John said what? What did he say in 724 there, daughter? St. John, 724, what did he say? St. John, chapter 7, verse 24. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judge. You see that? So when you make a calling, your calling have to be righteous. But we make a calling on appearance. Ooh, I got to add that. Look at that. But that ain't going to cause you nothing but transgressing, sinning against your mighty one. He said, don't make no move that way because you violating what his rules and regulation is. And that's the reason our people is scattered in pills because they receive this information from the seer to give to the elders. And guess what? Whether you know it or not, the seer will be in place according to 715 of 1 Samuel to how long? Hey, daughter, take a look at um, 715 of 1 Samuel and see how long will a seer be in place. Okay. First Samuel chapter 7, verse 15. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. So a seer is in place how long, daughter, according to 715? All the days of his life. All the days of his life. So long as you hear the voice of a seer, all the days of your life, you ought to stop trying to bump him off because it don't work. This is how it works. It's no, well, after four years, we try to get another. No, it don't work like that. All the days of your life, and guess when you and guess when you will hear the seer? Seven, let's go to 13, chapter the book of Acts, and pick a verse 26, 27. Acts. Chapter 13, 26, okay. and 27, daughter. Acts chapter 13, verse 26 and 27. Men, brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you fears Yahweh, to you is the word of his salvation sent. Verse 27. For they that dwell at Yahweh Judah, at Jerusalem, and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the seers, which I read every Saturday, they have fulfilled them and condemned them. See, you see that? He said, you, he said, you hear the voice of the seer every Saturday. And those in the six anointed camps can say, they can bear witness to that. Every Saturday, you hear the voice of the seer. See? And that's the closer you're going to hear Yahweh is through the voice of the seer. Because he can receive the word through the scriptures, to pass it on. And once we get in order, that's when you're going to see the change is going to come. Order. There you go right there. Now, so now we're going, and now the entire prophecy is 13, but I want to bag back up and see exactly in 
Psalms 11, verse 3. What does it say in Psalms 11, verse 3 there, daughter? Psalms chapter 11. Psalms chapter 11, verse 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And the righteous, according to 625. Now, when your microphone's cleared up, I'll say something. Hey, Mother E, when your microphone's cleared up, because WCC is flashing, saying your microphone is cleared up. So whenever your microphone is cleared up, say hallelujah, Mother E. Elder, Mr. Tibbs Israel, when your microphone is cleared back on the line, uh, step in and say hallelujah if I can know that the microphone is cleared up. So when you say hallelujah, we know your microphone is cleared up. Elder, Mr. Tibbs Israel, and Mother E. Israel, when your microphone cleared up, say hallelujah, then we were here, and then we know the Tap back in with you. What you reading there, daughter? I just read Psalms 11 and 3. Okay. We're going to get the first of the identification of this word called the mark. You see, we're going to touch on the mark of the beast, but we remember, if your foundation be destroyed, you're not going to understand the mark of the beast. And you got to know exactly when you read the word called the mark of the beast, exactly what he's talking about before we go to Genesis, which is the foundation. But let's break down what is this mark of the beast is anyway. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 3.18 now. Ecclesiastes, regular book, 3.18 now, daughter. Let's do a spirit-led 318 before we can get an idea when we start talking about the mark of the beast. Ecclesiastes 318, what does it say? Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 18. I said in my mind concerning the state of the sons of men, that Yahweh might manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. So... What he's talking about is a man, man system. So he's not talking about no four-legged, four-legged beast. He's talking about man. So you see, so when you read, and the Bible has a Job 11, verse 6 there, daughter. Let's look at 11, verse 6. So when you read the word beast, we don't go straight and talk about um what that what that um that big beast that shoot out fire and uh, all these no. He's talking about man. That's the beast that he's talking about. Remember, when the daughter read in twelve verse ten, Yahweh gonna speak similitudes. Remember John was on the Isle of Patmos. He was in captivity. He couldn't write specifically what he wanted to say. He had to decode what he was saying because they had to read his letters when he went out. And the thing in that letter was to to overthrow 
anybody that was in power at the time, which was wrong, then they would have destroyed the letter and cut him on the head. So we always have to speak in codes, mysteries, speak over their head or under their head, but in your head because you knew your foundation. You know that the Bible is speaking in codes. So this mark of the beast is the mark. The beast is talking about man, man system, man system. That's what the beast is talking about, a system that man controls. Uh, what you reading, daughter? What you reading, that daughter? You just said Joe, but I didn't get the rest. Oh, it don't got past me now. Yeah, uh, six verse eleven. I mean eleven verse six. Eleven verse number six. Okay. Okay, Joe chapter eleven. Verse 6, and that he would show thee the secrets of wisdom, that they are adult to that which is. Know therefore that Yahweh exacteth of thee less than thy iniquity deserve. So, Job, Ishakar boy, was told the secret of wisdom, that when you read the Bible, you have a double meaning to it. You might read it one way carnally, but Yahweh have put it in carnally and spiritual. The natural man would not understand this. He gonna read it just like he reads, thinking about a beast that come out of the sea. But we know this is man coming out man. And case in point, uh, in the seventeenth chapter, verse fifteen. And 17, a revelation, case in point. So what you said, WCC, Seal, when are you going to get to the point? So we got plenty of time Hallelujah. to get to the point. So Hallelujah. back up. All right, Elder, hallelujah. All right, Elder, Elder's back ready to get in, hallelujah. So Elder's microphone has been corrected. And Mother E, whenever your microphone corrected, just um, say hallelujah, and then we know you're ready to go, too, because they say working on your microphone, Mother. So we see the elder ready to go, and that's a great thing. Now, what you reading that, daughter? Revelation. I didn't get the rest. Oh, I guess they don't got to wait for me right now. <laughs> they got to wait for me. Okay. So what we find out now, that the Bible has a double meaning. Give me, give me 4224 of Sirach, daughter. Let's get another case in point. 4224 of the book of Sirach. See, when you read this Bible, it's not a novel. Sirach, 4224. Sirach chapter 24. All things are double. One against another, and he have made nothing imperfect. You see that? So when you when you jump down in the Bible, 
the Bible have a double meaning. A carnal kind of mind would never understand because he's going to read like a novel. Now give me Amos 3, verse 7, daughter, and uh, uh, Elder, meet me over in Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Uh, Elder, still meet me in Genesis chapter oh, 4, boy. verse 6 and 7. Hallelujah. But listen, hallelujah. Now, daughter, what it says in Amos 3, verse 7. Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely the Yahweh will do nothing, but he revealed his secrets unto his servants, the seers. So that's how he operates. And that's why we know once we in order... All of the world can come to one ministry and sit down at our feet because we're getting signs of it now all over the world now because they found around with things that we do in the six and on the camps as cakewalk, the mark of the beast, 666. What do that really mean? All that will be broke down this week as it unfolds. Now, Elder. So we know he deals with the seer. Moses wrote the first five books. So Moses is the one who wasn't even born. He given this account of what happened in Genesis. So Moses is writing about this, and Moses wasn't even born. But Moses was giving an account about this Genesis, and listen real good what we're getting ready to read. Genesis chapter 4, Elder, Mr. Tibbs, Israel, verse 6 and 7. Listen good. Come on. Genesis chapter 4, verse number 6 and verse 7. 6 says, And the Yahweh said unto Cain, Why art thou wolf? And why is thy countenance fallen? 7. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, send life at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire. And thou shalt rule over him. Now look at that. He said now, he says, Cain, listen, if you do well, won't you be accepted? But if you don't do well, you're not going to be accepted. Now what is he saying? Let's precept that elder and find out what he's saying. But Cain, if you do well, you are accepted. If you don't do well, sin lies at your door. Sin. What is, what, what is, what is he talking about? That's where your precepts come in at. What do you mean by if you do well, you be you will be accepted? What is say in uh, Surah chapter 12, verse 6? What that mean? Okay. Jump into the book of Sirach. Looking at uh, verse number 12, chapter 12, verse number 6. Okay. Fingers are slowly flipping the pages. And verse number 6 says... For the Most High hated sinners, and will repay vengeance unto the unyawed 
and keepeth them against the mighty day of their punishment. said unto King, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. Now you see that? So 
So Yahweh, they let you know the laws was in place. So he told Cain, if you do well, you are accepted. That means if you keep my law. So what law did he break? Let's precept the Bible, uh, daughter. Let's find out what law he just got through breaking. Let's precept the Bible, and we'll pick up at verse number, the ninth chapter of Genesis, daughter. Stay where you are, they'll come right back there in a minute. Pick up at verse number five. Let's see exactly what he just got through breaking. Five and verse six. Genesis chapter 9, verse 5 and 6. Insurity, your blood of, insurely, your blood of your life will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Verse 6. Whoso shedded man's blood by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of Yahweh made he man. Mm-hmm. So, what law is Cain getting ready? Now, elder, a daughter, what law is Cain getting ready to break? According to verse 5 and 6. Of shedding his blood. Exactly. He been do murder. He been do some killing. Yeah. He been do he been murder his brother. So that let you know the laws in place, thou shall not kill. Thou shall not kill. It was already in place. It just wasn't written down. Moses so that means they was instructed through their father, thou shall not kill. He get ready to kill his brother and Yahweh asked the question, Where's your brother at? And look what he says. Uh he put a new Jack City on it. Uh, am I my brother's keeper? See, y'all looking at it already. You broke the law of murder. You killed your brother. See that? So now, there go. So now, once he killed his brother, he broke the law of die, not murder. Right there. Now, blood is required for whoever see you is to get you now. So now, now when you go back and read from Elder 10 down to verse 15, now we understand this thing, what happened to Cain. Because Yahweh said, now, if you do well, that means if you keep my law, then you'll be accepted. That means you don't raise up no tool or whatever it takes to kill another man. You don't do it because you break it, Yahweh's law. Now we're coming back to Genesis chapter 4 and pick up again, Elder, 10 to 15. Now we should be able to understand this as if you're nine right. 10, 10 to 15, listen good. Come on, Elder. 10 to 15, Genesis 4. 10, and he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. I love it. And now... Art thou curse from the earth if thou open her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand? Well, when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall it be in the earth. 
13. And Cain said unto Yahweh, My punishment is greater than I can bear. 14. Behold, thou hast driven me out of this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. 15. And the Yahweh said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Yahweh set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Now, you see that? So now Cain received a mark. Now, did he physically put a mark on Cain? No. He received a mark of murder. So he had the mark on to see you wait on somebody to come and put some chip or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> he received the mark by killing his brother, by breaking the law. So when you're breaking this law, you have the mark. You wait on somebody to show you what the mark of the beast is, and the mark is you sinning against Yahweh. So you can you can look in the mirror and say, guess what? I got the mark already on me. That same thing here. Now, the penalty of an elder in the 13th chapter, verse 9 and 10 of Revelation, John will give the entire prophecy of this. So now, so will you just volunteer that you let your mind get you so mad you're going to go, I'm going to kill that. <laughs> you know. Okay. You understand that it's um, a price to pay? That's why you got to have your foundation. So never get that mad that you want to go all the way. Now, I want to kill that end. You know what you say. Now, in time prophecy, John wrote it on the Isle of Palmos. What he said in 13, 9, and 10, they held Revelation 13, 9 and 10, what do you say? Book of Revelations, chapter 13, verses 9 and verse number 10. 9 says, if any man have an ear, let it be. 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Yeah. If you kill, if you kill somebody with the sword, whatever method, what he say again in verse number 10, it's, it's a four-letter word there. It's a big four-letter word that's in verse 10. He said, uh, if you lead a man into captivity, sooner or later, you go now, John writing this in, in captivity. You going into captivity. So those that have led anybody off into captivity, you hear what John writing from the angel. You going into captivity. Now, look at verse ten real carefully, and what he's saying. What's the some four letter word there? That's when you if you do such a thing. What's that four letter word there? Come out. Verse 10. You know it, daughter? Hey, daughter, what's that four-letter word in verse 10? 
happened to? What's the four-letter word in verse 10? What's the four-letter word in verse 10, Elder? If you do such a thing, what's the four-letter word in verse 10? Well, it's a four-letter word in verse 10. It's a big word. So if you do this, according to verse 10, it's a four-letter word there. What's that four-letter word is? Take a shot at it, daughter. Must. Must. Must be killed. Must be killed. Ain't no way to get around it. So if you have, you know, you go into the judicial system, standing for a judge, he gave so many years, blah, 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 and you sit down, or you go to the confession booth of the Catholic Church, you say, what you did, machine gun, Kelly. Well, I um, put my machine gun on a whole lot of men. What can I do? to get that sin off me. He said, give me four, five Hail Marys, hit my box real good, and turn <laughs> your sin. Yeah. See that? <laughs> but that's the world. But according to the Bible, it's just the way you conduct your life. According to verse 10, read again, Elder. 10 says, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here's the patience. Is it? Here's the patience of the saints. So you got so you can't you can't get that puffed up because the penalty, like Cain just said, I can't bear this thing. But you were told in advance. If you do well, that means if you keep my law, okay, I'm with you. But if you break my law, you're not doing well, and I'm not with you. And I got a penalty for it. So now the penalty, if any man find you, Cain, it is to kill you. So that's the same thing that we need to know today. So when you go and take over somebody's country, drop bombs on them and deliver them up, Understand when it's all said and done, you're gonna be delivered up. So now, you have the mark of murder on you. It ain't nothing just written on your hand. You got the mark. No, no, no. Yahweh, that's spiritual. Remember, the Bible have a, a double meaning. You got the mark of murder on you, and it's a whole country have built their foundation upon shedding blood. You got the mark of murder on you. And it's a penalty for it. We just got to read. So you have that mark already. So why are you waiting on the mark? You already got it. See that? Now, good. So now we got that out the way. Now, now, daughter, I don't know if I'm having problems with your microphone. That daughter, you... you um, so we clear that, so you tell those around you, never get that excited 
where you want to take somebody's life because of penalty will be paid, and you cannot go to the Catholic Church and let them sit on the other side of your boot and tell you your sin is forgiven. No, it's a must. You got to pay the price with the must. Now, good enough. Now, those of them, all that now, we're going to we're going to now. So we found this mark. It's, this mark is breaking his law. So that's the mark. It's breaking his law. And we found this beast is talking about man. So you're doing the man's law. And that's what the beast is talking about, man, breaking his law. Now we're going to uh, Ezekiel the seer there, daughter. And we're going to analyze something that we can read. Let's take one verse at a time. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 9, Peter verse 4. Let's, let's take one verse at a time and see what we can get out of it. Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 4. What does it say, daughter? You on the clock. Come on. Okay, Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 4. And the Yahweh said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Yahweh Judah, and set a mark upon the foreheads of men, their sign, and that Christ for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Hmm. So now he's telling the angel, go put a mark on those that cry for injustice. You know, you know the one that cries for injustice? He said, put a mark on him. Huh? So now, you, is he talking about a, a physical mark? No. He's talking about a spiritual mark. He said, the one that is uh, spiritual. Was, which one is doing my law and who not? He said, the one that's doing my law, put a mark on them. Otherwise, you know who's one doing my law. And you're the one that's not doing my law. So put a mark on them. So you're not talking about no physical mark, not no barcode chip. Just put a mark on them. You see? Let's get a precept on that. There's another mark. That's why I said you got to, the Bible have a double meaning. In the 16th chapter, there, daughter, we're going to Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Let's see what this is talking about. We're doing a little precept. 16, 17 of Romans. What does it say? Okay. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Romans 16, 17 reads, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. Now you see that? Now you said mark them to cause division. And so, so you, so you go, a person causes division, you're going to put a mark on them? No. He said, mark them that cause division. And he said, this is what you do for those that cause division. Do what again? According to verse 17, what's the key word there, uh, daughter? Mark them. Which okay, good. And? And? and and offensive. And, and offensive. Contrary to the and, 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 and,
And do what? And do what, God? And avoid them. Now, avoid them. So he tells you exactly those that cause division. If you cause division, it's already written what you're supposed to do. You say, mark them. He's not telling you to go physically do nothing to them. Mark them that cause division. And he tell you exactly what you do, avoid them. That's all you do. You avoid them. That's what he means by put the mark on them. If they cause some division, avoid them. So they go, see, you got to go in the Bible and see what to do. So the mark he's talking about put on them, the one that's caused division. Then you avoid them. <laughs> causing division. But he's not telling you to go out there and take, oh, I'm going to put a mark on you. No, I'm going to put a barcode chip on you. I'm going to put a, this, all these chips in you. No, 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 no. You do what the man tell you to do, then he with you. If you're going to cause division, Yahweh's law says avoid you. And that's what you're supposed to do. That's it. That's between you and your, well, we just follow instructions according to what we know according to his right. And the seer's job is to pass on to the elders. And the elder's job is to pass to the father, father to the mother, the mother to the children. If you have one, two, three, whatever to cause division, he give you what to do. Read again there, daughter. What you do in 1617? Now I beseech you, brethren, you brethren, mark them, which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine, which you have learned and avoid. And avoid them. Now what doctrine he talking about? Precept your Bible. Proverbs 4, verse 2. I mean, uh, Proverbs 4, verse 2. Let's get the precept on this. Offensive to the doctrine, what are you talking about? Precept your Bible. Proverbs, daughter, 4 verse 2 says what? Proverbs chapter 4 verse 2. For I have given you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. Hate that stuff. So you see that? So what he's saying, those that ain't going to keep the law according to as written, avoid them, mark them. When if they on one side of the street, you just cross over. That's it. That's how you so now now you're doing Bible. Now you got Yahweh over your head. So that's how it goes. So now that's what I mean by understanding your Bible. But you gotta understand it in order through the precepts. And the precept tells us exactly what to do. If we're not on the same page, according to the says Yahweh's word, they go to answer. Why don't you apply the answer of the Bible? That's it. Now we're on 13 chapter verse 1. Now we've now we've done all that to make it to 13 chapter verse 1. We're going to lay down some pretty good advice according to Scripture. So if you're contrary to the law, Allah, 
Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Hold that point, daughter, before you go there. Hold that point. Hey, you to back up to the book of Numbers. Let's get a let's let's, let's get a a verse in the book of Numbers. We're gonna get a get a verse, get a precept in Numbers. What he's saying. And get a case in point in the book of Numbers, around about verse number 29 somewhere. We're going to get a case in point. We're going to the book of Numbers to get a case in point. So we remember, he told Cain, if you do well, you accept it, Cain. But if you don't do well, you're not accepted. That means to keep my law, he said, I'm with you, Cain, but if you don't keep my law, I'm not with you. That's when you're doing well. Being doing well means you're keeping the law. And doing not well is when you're not keeping the law. So Yahweh is only with you when you're keeping the law. We're going to the 27th chapter, Elder, and we're going to bring Yahweh in and Moses having a conversation. In the 27th chapter, verse 15 down to verse 17, let's hear some of this conversation. What did it say? Okay, in the book of Numbers, chapter 27, reading verses 15 to verse number 17. 15 uh-huh. says, And Moses think unto the Yahweh, say, 16, Let the Yahweh, the Yahweh of the Spirit, of all flesh, Set a man over the congregation. 17. Which may go out before them, and which may go in before them, and which lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of the Yahweh be not as sheep which have no shepherd. Now, hey, you want to take a shot at that? Uh, uh, can you, you want to? Break that down, what he just said there in 15 through 17, 28 chapter. Where you want to pass on it? Well, the Yaqua told Moses, need to set a man over the uh, congregation, which may go out before them and uh, be not as uh, sheep that have uh, no shepherd, so they need a uh, leader, somebody to show them the word of Yahweh. And, and the leader got to be who over the congregation? He got to be a according man to the verse, over the congregation. got to be a man. According to verse 16. If it's not a man, so if it's not a man, it's like a sheep having no shepherd. Now, imagine wolves looking down a bunch of sheep and there's no shepherd down there. That means nothing to fear them off. The shepherd there with no dogs to the, the dogs that chase the wolves away. Imagine what the sheep what the sheep the shepherd I mean the wolf do when he looks down there and see a bunch of sheep having no shepherd. He'll wrap back his, his neck and call all the rest of the wolves. And they all put handkerchiefs around they they throat. And they'll just go down there and lay down with the sheep and tear them up. See? <laughs> and that's exactly what he's saying. 
a man must lead the congregation. If a man is not leading the congregation, it's just like a sheep having no shepherd. And you know that's disaster. Got it? Good. So there's right there. Always check with the book. See, in the world, you say you be be much as you can be, but Yahweh got rules and regulations according to his words. Man said you be the best you can be in the world, but Yahweh got bounds and stipulations in the Bible that the congregation must lay by man. If it's not led by a man, it's just like sheep having no shepherd. And you know how disaster that is when the wolves look down there and see no shepherd. Defend them all, you know what happens. All right, good enough. Now, daughter, we're going to the 13th chapter of Revelation. Remember, this is end-time prophecy. John is in captivity, so he cannot be speaking plainly. He got to speak over their head, but in your head, because of the condition he going to put himself in. Let's see 13 verse 1, end-time prophecy. Daughter, bring it. Revelation 13, 1. Take one verse at a time. Revelation chapter 13, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, saw beasts rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Verse 2. He that's it, one, one verse at a time. Now, he had a name of, he had a name of what? Blasphemy. Well, he had on his blasphemy. So the name he had on his head was blasphemy. And not only that, he had what again now? Uh, what, did, what did he say he had again now? Uh? According seven to verse head. 1. We're going to stick with verse 1. And, and I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. And upon his horns, ten crowns. And upon his head, the name of blasphemy. Hey, that's a, You mean all that in one verse? Yes! Now, the seven heads that John is writing is prophecy. Now, those that got a pen, we're just run it down for you, and you do your research. The seven heads he had was, one, Greece, two, Spain, three, Russia, four, Great Britain, Rome, Spain. That's the seven heads. And he said he had ten, uh, ten horns. Okay, good. Remember, you read John writing about prophecy. The prophecy of it is the ten horns. That's called today the common market, or what you call the EU. What is the ten horns he had? Ten horns represents power. Number one, Greece, Spain, Luxembourg, United Kingdom, Ireland, Belgium, Italy, Netherlands, Germany, Denmark. There go 
what you read now. So now he writing prophecy of what you call now the UN, the EU, EU, or you call it the common market. So there go the ten horns, and there go your seven heads. So now John is writing about it right now. But we're going to find out what did they do, Elder? What did they do in the 17th chapter? And pick up verse number 11. Let's go to the entire prophecy. Let's find out a little bit more about it, Elder. 17 verse 11. Now, we're reading something here. Let's see what's going on here in the 17th chapter, verse 11. Down to verse 17. Come on, Elder. Okay, Revelation. Revelation 17. Going to the 17th chapter, 11, verse 11 to 17. 11. Yes, sir. What does it say? 11. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seventh, and goeth into prediction. 12. And the ten horn which thou saw, are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast, 13. These have one mind, and shall have their power as spirit unto the beast. 14. He shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Yahweh of Yahweh, and the king of kings, and they that are with him are called, and the chosen, and faithful. 15. And he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the four cities are people, and the multitudes of nations and tongues. 16. And the ten horns which thou saw upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. 17. For Yahweh hath put in their hearts or minds to fulfill his will, and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of Yahweh shall be fulfilled.
So I add, this is in place today. But we see now this thing, the same ones. Now, dog, let's go to Book of Obadiah and get a precept on that. Let's find out something. And Obadiah chapter 1, 1, daughter. And we'll okay. skip down to verse 5 and we'll read a little bit, daughter. Hey, daughter, let's see the Obadiah uh-huh. chapter 1, 1. Let's find out what's going on there, daughter. Let's see if we find out what the prophecy of what the elder just got through reading that John wrote. Let's find out by going to Obadiah chapter 1, 1, then skip down to 5. We'll read a little bit until we get our point. Let's see what's going on there, daughter. Obadiah 1, 1, what does it say? Obadiah chapter 1, verse 1. The vision of Obadiah does say the Yahuwah concerning Edom. We have heard a rumor from the Yahuwah, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye, let us rise up against her and bow. Yeah. So, Obadiah is, is telling you about Edom. He says, this is about Edom. This is what he said was going on over there. What about Edom in verse number five there, dog? Let's read a little bit. Pick up verse five, let's read a little bit. Take your time. You you own something, daughter. Take your time and deliver and do your part. Verse 5, come on. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 5. If thieves came to thee, if robbers by night, how art thou cut off? Will they not have stolen till they had, till they had enough? If the great gatherers came to thee, Will they not leave some great? Verse 6. How are the things of Esau searched out? How are his hidden things sought up? Verse 7. All the men of thy confederacy have brought thee even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee and prevailed against thee. They that eat thy bread have laid a wound under thee. There is none understanding in him.
they ain't going to see it. You got quite a lot of them to see it. But he said exactly who it is that the man's going to turn against you. And we read already who is the man's, these nations, these ten horns is a common market. It's called today, called the EU. And these same ones that's going to be headed by Russia come turn against you. So we already know. So it tells us plainly what we got to do in the mind, Elder. Revelation 18, verse 4. See, the Bible is telling us the story. It's just we, and in order to do our part, that's why it's no accident that the ACCC and the WCC, all the big dignitaries, is listening to this broadcast. Because they they confused. They don't know the answer. But we can give you the answer out of any of the six and nine camps and, and be doing something at the same time. But look what he tells you to do in 18 verse 4 Revelation held them. What does that tell you to do? Book of Revelations. Look at chapter 18, verse number 4. What it says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you may not, partake, not be partakers of her sins. And that you may receive not of her pleasures. You see the man saying? Skip down to 10 through 12. You the man telling? You do, my people? See, you have to turn it loose. You got to give it up and turn it loose. That's why it's so important to follow what the Bible says, because we always can read the income of all the, the nation according to the prophecy of the Bible. Because when Daughter read 39 verse 1. Read again, daughter. Sarat 39 verse 1 again. Read that again, daughter. Now we need that verse again. Sarat 39 verse 1 says what? Sarat chapter 39 verse 1. But he that giveth his mind to the law of the Most High and is occupied in the meditation thereof will seek out the wisdom of all the ancients and be occupied in prophecy. And that's something. And that's what we do. Now give me uh, Psalm 119, 99, and 100. Uh, Psalms 119, 99, and 100. What that say? Psalms 119, 99, and 100. I have I have more understanding than all my teachers. For thy testimonies are my meditation. Verse 100. I understand more than the ancients because I teach thy precepts. You see that? Read verse 27. You hear the man saying, so that's why we all smell it. It was given to them. But now we can go over and, and, and see what was given to them because, you know, and now we can be able to implement it. That's why we know more, because after it was given to them, they put it in the book. We got the book in our hands, and now we're breaking down the dark sands of the mystery. Because remember, all the children of Israel was in captivity, so they wrote in codes. They wrote in dark sentences, because remember, every letter going to be read before it's passed on to the mailman. So, see, 
So now we're able to break it down now. It's been written all the time how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and do you have the mark of the beast? Huh? But about, but about, around about now, you already know. You should have waiting on something that you already have. And that is called sin. And what is the biblical definition of sin, Elder? First John 3, verse 4. What is the biblical definition? So when you got the mark, the mark is sin. And what is the biblical definition of sin is First John 3, verse 4. So you're waiting on someone on this one I Satan to tell you about the mark of the beast. And the mark of the beast is sin. Breaking the law. Let's read it. First John three four. Here to bring it. First John chapter three verse number four says, "Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law." For sin is the transgression of the law. Sin is the breaking of the law. So if you're breaking the law, you got the mark on you already. You waiting on what do this mean about the mark? When you sin, you sin against Yahweh. You got the mark already. Genesis 2, verse 3, Elder. Genesis 2. Let me show you what we know you got the mark. Genesis 2, verse 3. Genesis chapter 2, reading verse number 3. He says, and Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which Yahweh had made. The blessed day is the seventh day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. If you're not keeping sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, you got the mark. Leviticus 24, verse 1 and 8. Spank unto Moses, saying, Verse 8 Every Sabbath he shall set it in order before the Yahweh, continually being taken from the children from the children of Israel by everlasting covenant. So if you're not keeping the every Sabbath day, keep that in order. Being taken for the children of Israel by everlasting covenant. You walking around with the mark on you already. Because he tell you Leviticus 20, 23, verse 3, what he tell you to do? Leviticus 23, verse 3. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 3 says, Six days shall, all, shall, all, shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and a righteous congregation. We also can do no work. Israel 
for everlasting covenant. So that is the law that's written in the book. So if you're not keeping that law, then you have the mark, like he told Cain. Hey, if you do well, Cain, keeping my law, I'm with you, Cain. But if you do not well by breaking my law, I'm not with you, Cain. You see that? Now, see how plain it is. But this Bible, you, you read it, this, this Bible have a double meaning. It's spiritual. And you read like a novel, and you think you're going to get a physical mark. It's nothing about no, no chip. You can get a chip. You can get a, a pacemaker on, and a, a person put a pacemaker, that's a chip inside the pacemaker. That don't mean all of a sudden now his brain going left and when it's going right. He's got a pacemaker in. But he's already understanding the law says one thing. The pacemaker would not change your mind about doing the law. So you worry about a physical chip to my tomorrow. And you got the mark by disobeying the law. Yeah, see how plain that is? And now we see exactly how it's going to be. So now, so what was your holding, daughter? Um, I was done with the Psalms 119, 99, and 100. In the last one, okay. you told me to read the one Make me to understand the ways of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. All the way you're going to talk about his wondrous works. What you got to understand according to verse 27 there, daughter? The way of thy precepts. That's the only way. You cannot read the Bible as a novel. You got to do the precepts. That's the only way you will understand the mark of the beast, the 666. And we'll take care of the 666 tomorrow at 6 o'clock. We'll get back on that and get back on it tomorrow. But we got to lay the foundation. So now, uh, daughter, let's hold what you got. Let's uh, run. Remember, Cain said his punishment is unbearable. That's what he said. He said, your punishment you're going to put on me is unbearable. Now, the key word was the punishment. Let's go to Second Ezra chapter 7, verse 6 down to verse 21. We're going to Second Ezra chapter 7. Verse 6 to 21. Let's find out what Cain is saying. He said that punishment is unbearable on me. Okay. Second now, Sister Seal says about that. Second Ezra chapter 7, 6 to 21. Daughter, you on the clock. Come on. Okay. Second Ezra chapter 7, verse 6 through 21. Okay, there's also another thing. A city is building. It's set upon a broad field, and it's full of all good things. Verse 7, the entrance thereof is narrow, and it's set in a dangerous place to fall, to fall like as if 
there were a fire on the right hand and on the left, a deep war. Verse 8, in one only path between them both, even between the fire and water, so small that there could but one man go there at once. Verse 9, if this city now were given unto a man for an inheritance, if he never shall pass the danger set before it, how shall he receive this, this inheritance? Verse 9, and I said, it is so, Yahweh. Then said he unto me, even so also is Israel's portion. Verse 11, because for their sake I made the world, and when Adam transgressed my statutes, that was decreed, that now is done. Verse 12. Then were the entrances of this world made narrow, full of sorrow, and prevail. They are but few and evil, full of peril, and very painful. Verse 13. For the entrances of the elders of the elder world were wide, were wide and sure and brought immortal fruit. Verse 14. If then they that live favor, favor not to enter these straight and vain things, they can never receive those that are laid up for them. Verse 15. Now therefore, why disquietest thou thyself, seeing thou art but a corruptible man, and why art thou moved, whereas thou art but mortal? Verse 16. Why hast thou not considered in thy mind this thing that is to come, rather than that what is present? Verse 17. Then answered I and said, O Yahweh, that bears rule, bears rule. Thou hast ordained in thy law that the righteous should inherit those things, these things, but that the unrighteous should perish. Verse 18. Nevertheless, the righteous shall suffer straight things and hope for wise. For they that have done wickedly have suffered the straight things and yet shall not see the wise. Verse 19, And he said unto me, There is no judge above Yahweh, and none that bear understanding above the height, that have understanding above the height. Verse 20, For there be many that perish in this life, because they despise the law of Yahweh that is set before them. Verse 21, for Yahweh have given straight commandments to such as came, what they should do to live, even as they came and what they should observe to avoid punishment. Hey, that's something. You hear that, daughter? So look at it. You see how you laid it out? You laid it out. So if you're not keeping the law, the man going to get you. And that's what he said about the punishment. He told Cain. If you do well, Cain, you're all right. If you keep my law, Cain, you, you accept it. 
Now, we're going to precept that in Malachi 1, 1 down to verse 4, and we'll tell you who is this wicked is that regardless, we'll find out from daughter the closing statement. Come on, daughter. Well, I just want to thank Yaku. I'm glad. I'm um I'm glad that I got a chance to read tonight. I praise and thank Yaku. You called perfect time. Well, 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 hold on, daughter. Uh, hold on, daughter. Before you give your closing statement, give me that Malachi one, two, three, four. Then give me that closing statement, and we're back on airways again tomorrow at six o'clock. But now. Look at, he said, the wicked is not going to get to the wise. Let's put a name on the wicked we can read, and Malachi will be clear about it. Malachi mm-hmm. chapter 1, 1 down to verse 4. Then, daughter, give me your closing statement. Come out. Malachi chapter 1, verses mm-hmm. 1 through 4. The burden of the word of the Yahweh to Israel by Malachi. I've loved you, said the Yahweh, yet you say, wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Israel's brother, said the Yahweh? Yet I love Israel. Three, and lay his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragon of the the wilderness. Verse four, whereas Edom said, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus said the Yahweh of hosts. They shall build, but I will throw down. They shall call them the border of wickedness, and the people against whom the Yahweh have in indignation forever. Uh, now, read, read verse 3 and 4 again. Uh, oh, don't take the time to read 3 and 4 in a closing statement. Read 3 and 4 one more time in a closing statement. Malachi 1, verse 3 and 4. And I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the verse th- four. Whereas Edom said, We are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus said the Yahweh of hosts, They shall build, but I will throw down. They shall call them the border of wickedness, and the people against whom the Yahweh have indignation forever. The peoples of Esau, that he got indignation forever. You see that? The seal says in his writing from the, the mighty one, the peoples, the sinners of Esau, he got indignation with them, the peoples, forever. There it is, see. There it is. Read that written in code. Daughter, close the statement tomorrow, 6 o'clock, you're on the clock, come on. Okay, Psalms 111, 1 through 3. Praise ye to Yahweh, I will praise the Yahweh with my whole mind, and the assembly of the upright, and the congregation. The works of the Yahweh are great, sought out of all of them that have pleasure therein. His works is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Daughter of Y H W H Yaqua. See that? See no action in Yaqua. The mark of the beast is not 
putting a writing on your forehead. The mark is in your head when you violate the law and you're sinning against your mighty one. You have the mark already. But you can come up out of it by reversing it and doing well. By what? Keeping the law. Excellent, daughter. Hey, Ella, let's run over to Second Ezra, chapter 8, verse 52 to 63, and then we'll, we'll receive your closing statement. Ella? Now, we, we're going to follow up on this right here because everybody want to go up, up, and away. But we go on and find out a little bit more piggybacking off on the daughter in Second Ezra 7, 6 to 21, and Second Ezra chapter 8, verse 52 to 63, and a closing statement of the other. Take your time. You're on the clock. Come on.
but unto me and a few like thee. Then answered I and said, Three, Behold, O Yahweh, now hast I shown me the multitude of the wonders which God would begin to do in the last time. But at what time thou hast not shown me? So, Ezra was shown everything, but he said, um, it's a little bit more. He said, Ezra, and other verses, that's enough for you, Elder, because somebody come behind you and take it the rest of the way. You listen to the one to take it the rest of the way. It's up for you to believe what you hear. Prophecy unfold on tape number. 16. Ezra was going to go so far that he got to pass it on. Another seer got his hand on it now to pass it on. Got it? Good. Elder, closing statement, take your time and tell about the broadcast and everything. We'll catch you all tomorrow at 6 o'clock. You're done. Excellent on your part. Elder's Tibbs, Israel, C. Roy, and the daughter of Yahweh. She stood tall in grand style. Hey, we took care of Yahweh's business, and that's all we can do. Close the day, hell, is all yours. Come on. Once again, Yahweh bless you, Sir Israel, and bless all the people that's listening to the word of Yahweh. Because it shows that we are taught the word as it's written. Thank Yahweh for giving us the understanding that we may able to see the false righteousness that's out there trying to speak unto us each and every day. Thank you, Yahweh, for leading us to the sea. For he has shown us in writing and precept the words of Yahweh as is truly written and truly understood. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Excellent. For the mothers, the elders, sisters, the brothers, on the broadcast, remember, come on the airway six nights a week. Get in where you've been in at tomorrow back on Airway 6 o'clock to do Yahweh's will by and bringing out his word according to as is written and breaking down the deep sands, the codes, and let it be plain to understand one thing. If you, if sin, the mark is when you sin against him. Sin against what? His law. So you got the mark, but you can get the mark off you. By reversing it. And that's what he told Cain. Hey, Cain, if you do well, I'm with you, Cain. But if you don't do well, I'm not with you. Meaning, if you're not keeping my law, I'm not with you. If you're keeping my law, I'm with you. Then he tell you in 1 John 3.22, now ask me something. You're doing my will. Now ask me something. And John three twenty two on the right side of the book. But you got to be keeping the law because you're going to be judged by the law. And that what Cain was judged by the law, guess what? You and me will be judged by what's written in the Bible. Tomorrow night, we'll get back on this tomorrow at 6 o'clock because we come to do his will. Get in where you've been in at and receive a blessing and get you some James, uh, James 
What's that verse again, Elder? In the book of James? What are we trying to get out of James? The verse we're trying to get out of James, what is that verse called again? Just slipped my mind, but we're going to get all the James we can get our hand on. Got it? Good. Catch you tomorrow night at 6 o'clock on some old voices of the true Israelites. We'll leave you with this message. We're going to show you about a broken spirit. And this broken spirit is those that is outside of the covenant. Believe they can come up one way, one's another. Now, you get ready to hear a broken spirit praise the wicked. $20 million fortune amid legal war and can't pay her own staffers. So, Wendy Williams is still forbidden from accessing a $20 million fortune amid legal war and can't pay her own staffers. Wendy Williams is still forbidden from accessing an estimated $20 million fortune amid her legal war with her bank and can't pay her own staff. Certain sources have exclusively revealed to the U.S. Sun that Wendy's Wells Fargo bank accounts have remained frozen since January, despite an expectation that the funds would be released last month. And what is scary about this banning? It all came so hard and so fast that I don't know if they all just follow each other. I don't know if they're all influenced by each other. I don't know if there's someone above the ball. I don't know. But when they go to cancel you, ladies and gentlemen, it comes hard and fast. You lose your Facebook, then your Instagram, then your Gmail, then your Discord, then your website hosting, then your domain name, like, then your payment processor, then your bank. They're like, it's just like in real time, you're watching your phone and it's just exploding.